0: Well, hello and welcome to episode number 85 of Virtual Team Dynamics, the All podcast. My name's Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All At All we specialize in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your virtual team members communicate and interact. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about method and scope complexity in project virtual teams, so a continuation of the last several podcasts that we've been doing along those lines. As with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying article on the Ulfire website, so please do check it out for any additional information. While you're there, of course, feel free, sign up to our newsletter, find out a little bit more about how we may be able to help you with your business. So method and scope uncertainty complexity now these are these are the things within a project that uh, that can trip you up around how well defined the project itself may be and how much uncertainty it is that you're introducing into the project as you as you put it together. now every project just by its very nature will have a certain degree of uncertainty a certain amount of uncertainty if you like um, but uh, each one of them you need to be really conscious and careful and think through what those uncertainties are and how you can manage and mitigate them as you, as you work through the project. The less uncertainty you have ideally the, re- the lower your complexity or complications within the project the safer and more predictable your project outcomes will be so it's worth thinking through all of these things. And when you get into the context of virtual teams and how a virtual team is itself uh, part of the compounding effect of uncertainty within projects, but it also can be victim to a lot of this uncertainty, it's worth considering exactly how that fits when you have virtual teams as part of your project configuration. So we're gonna be talking about this in terms of four sub-themes. These are scope, maturity, Proportion of new technology. The maturity of the estimate itself on which the project is based. And then reliability of assumptions. So we'll talk through each one of these uh, sequentially as uh, over the next few minutes. So scope maturity. Now, theoretically, every single project will have a nice clear scope before sanction. However, this is not always the case. Sometimes what may feel like a clearly scoped and defined project... When you actually get down to looking at it in the in detail, down into the into the nitty-gritty, if you like, you'll find increasingly that there are that there are gaps. There are bits where people have made assumptions. There are bits where where simply people didn't know or where they've overlooked things or where, where they may have doubled up on things as well as they've gone through. So you really need to think through the maturity of the scope of your project you need to think through how much um how much technology you're going to bring into the project and how that's going to be applied you need to think through what the outputs are going to be from the project what the project is going to build and and how that will how that will be used by the organization going forwards whether they, whether it's an internal project or an external project and you really need to get that level of definition to the point where as you work through the rest of the of the refining and clarifying processes for your project you can uh, you can really you can see that every everything has been considered in that way you'll be able to have the surety as you move forwards that your project has been properly conceived and then as the project itself matures and gets and gets undertaken and performed that level of clarity will really, really help in terms of, of delivering an effective and successful project outcome. Now, there is always going to be certain levels of scope that you just simply will not get clarified and and matured to the to the ideal level during the framing of a project. And for those things, you need to you need to make appropriate risk allowances in the framing of the project and in the definitions. Sometimes allow a little extra time or a little extra money or both to to manage any of the impact of any of this lack of maturity that you may have. Similarly, some parts of your project may be overly mature at the point where of you where you move into sanction. This can be a reflection possibly on on an excess on an except an excessive and tripping over my own tongue there today, an excessive um, focus by maybe one part of the project team in terms of one part of the project. Now the, these can lead to or at least can be an indicator of potential problems down the track because if people will focus that intently on one facet of the project during the framing, there's also a chance they may focus on that same facet during the execution. And potentially some of the other parts of the project may get overlooked or may get underconsidered during the during the delivery part. So make sure you've got balance as well as maturity in the project framing. And with that, you should then have fairly good well-defined project from which to move forwards so the second point for discussion then is proportion of new technology now one of the things i put in the in the blog article around this post is I, i recall many many years ago a project manager of mine saying that you should never have more than one major new piece of technology on any project Now, the emphasis there is the major new piece rather than just new piece. Um, Pretty well every project will have some new technology. It'll have something new, whether that technology is is a physical piece of technology, whether it's virtual, whether it's something in the computer systems or whatever. There will be always something in there which will be new. I mean, that's just the nature of projects. And often projects themselves are undertaken to actually integrate new technology into an existing facility. However... It needs to be carefully considered because with new technology comes new risks and comes new challenges that may not necessarily be conceived and framed and thought through during the planning phase for this project. So when you are bringing in new technology, make sure that you understand what the technology is and how that technology will need to be integrated, Not, not to actually understand the details of the integration itself, but at least to make appropriate allowances so that so that you can have sufficient time allowed in your project, that you can have sufficient space um, in, and that you can have sufficient budget and, and and so forth within the project itself. Now the third one of these is uh, these points is the maturity of the estimate. Now there's a lot of work being done by a number of different bodies around the world. It depends on the industry in which you work. From my own industry in the in the resources space, the, um, the a lot of this work has been done by a group called IPA, um, and there the guy that set that business up, guy called Ed Merrow, has 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 ex- talks extensively in his work about uh, about how he approaches this particular challenge of maturity of estimate. What they've done is they've taken the the front end loading approach. Which is something that's been around. It predates it predates IPA, as far as I'm aware. But it's the concept is that you work through a very, very structured um, first few phases while you're framing and defining and maturing the scope for the project before you actually sanction the project itself to be undertaken. Through doing this, and this is it's it's both clearly defined within an organisation's processes and procedures, and it is. Very structured, so that it covers as many gaps and fills the whole sort of level of definition clearly and, succ- and succinctly as it works through. Through this process, you 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 result with a very good, well-defined, well-thought-out, and well-tested estimate before you actually move forwards for the project. Now. The the FEL model works on FEL1, FEL2, FEL3, where you go from, from a very early concept through a moderately developed concept through to a very heavily matured estimate and concept. And at that third point, you can then review it. You can have it reviewed by external parties. You can have it reviewed by internal parties. Once that review's been completed and everything's successful, you've got a reasonable level of surety based on experience and based on international and national benchmarking that your project is clearly defined, well enough thought through so that you can have a high level of um, expectation of success as the project goes into execution and that the project itself will have a successful outcome. So making sure you have a mature estimate, very, very important. Then the fourth of these four factors is reliability of assumptions. Now, Every project will include in its framing and in its estimation a certain number of assumptions. I mean the, the fact that you call it an estimate basically is saying that you are making um, guided assumptions in terms of how you plan and frame everything that goes into your job. So it's it's in that and it's in that framing and the development of reliability of assumptions that projects start to come together and get framed. However, you really need wherever possible to test the reliability of these assumptions to make sure that if someone makes an assumption that because over the last 10 years a particular thing which you've bought which is a major input for your project has been at a stable price level that that will continue moving forwards. You need to make sure that you have appropriate skills and those skills have been identified and that you know you've got access to them. That you know that there is a market for whatever it is that your project is developing and that you're not developing a product or a process or something for which Either everybody else has already closed that gap and developed that product, or where the market is collapsing or possibly disappearing entirely. Um, you know, if you think about something like the Nokia situation, they were making better and better and better button based mobile phone handsets at a time when the market was moving away from that into an entirely different technology in as much as the smartphone technology. So they were doing a tremendous job based on their assumptions that the market for their technology would continue on, where in reality the market had gone away. So you you need to learn from these opportunities and from these mistakes and from these um, challenges that others have faced, to make sure that your project when you move forwards will have all of its assumptions clearly assessed, addressed and considered and framed out before you go. So what does all this mean in a virtual team concept? Now I've talked obviously about these four factors of um, scope maturity, proportion of new technology, maturity of estimate and reliability of assumptions. You can apply all of those to the virtual teams so if you look at it one by one from scope maturity you need also to make sure that that scope maturity extends to being um, shared with all of your members of all of your team. So everybody knows what level of maturity you're developing the scope to everybody also is fully aware of what that mature scope looks like. And that can be more of a challenge where you have a large virtual team project than where you have a co-located team project, simply because it's harder to share the information across your virtual team. It's hard for the home office to share the information outward, and it's hard often for the virtual team locations to share the information back in. So you need to make sure that the scope, when it's mature and as it reaches maturity, is shared adequately to everybody. The proportion of new technology, again, if if you're relying on one office in your virtual team network to integrate some new technology into your project, you need to make sure that that office itself is fully integrated into the project team so that everybody that needs to be aware of what's happening with that new technology is aware and has access to everything they need so that they can make sure that everything is fully integrated and not that this one office does a tremendous job of of integrating it into their part of the design but that the rest of the project has overlooked it and not made the appropriate allowances. Maturity of estimates, you need to make sure that if you're assuming you're going to have access to a skill set that's not in your home office location that you actually do have access to that skill set, that that skill set will be there when you want it, and that it will have the appropriate skills in the right volumes. If you don't have that, then doesn't matter how mature the physical part of your estimate may be, the actual delivery of it, if you're lacking personnel or lacking skills within those personnel, will be a problem in itself. And then finally, the fourth model, reliability of assumptions. You need to make sure that when you are putting these assumptions together that everybody is aware of what they are and that everybody is in line, that your assumptions that you're testing in one office will also test out in another office, that you know that if you have really good skill sets and communicators in one place, that the the corresponding skills and communicators you need across the rest of your team are also in place ready to go and any other facet, of course, as well as you go through it. So hopefully um, this episode has uh, has given you a few interesting insights and some things to think about. If you do have any feedback, then please do get back to us. Uh, post some comments on iTunes or drop me a line through the Ulfire website. We're at www.ulfire.com.au. There's also, of course, on there the opportunity to subscribe to the podcast, which you can do through any of your normal feeds. And I very much look forward to speaking to you in future episodes. Thank you very much.